le tournoi, le tournoi, le tournoi de, I fucking, what's French for lie? I don't know what French for lie is. Any idea? Liaison. Liaison, James mm. thinks, Dennis. I didn't live in France ever in my life, so I have no idea. <laughs> That's a good point. You should know this. Did you never lie in France? No. Truth. 24-7. Taught. <laughs> That's how I'll ingratiate myself to this new community. Uh, by being completely honest. Apparently it's mensongs. Mensongies. Mensongs. I know that. The tournoi de mensongs. There you go. For all you hot REM fans in the south of France. How you doing? We're back. What's going on? Let's rank some fucking games yo Dennis <laughs> uh, actually first Beautiful. of all I want to talk to James James how have you survived yes. the flooding in LA sorry Dennis there was no oh. natural disaster where you are Dennis so we've... I'm going with James um, pretty much I just about survived it the LA river was uh, n- higher than I've ever seen it was probably honestly like a foot above the like the block which is mm. pretty, or like, or like the, the barrier, which is pretty uh, scary, and also wait, how was the foot? Found, how was the water higher than the barrier? No, 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 it was almost as a foot below. Sorry, the barrier. Oh. Like, as in, like, if you, I mean, you've seen it. Like, if you look at Terminator Two or like Greece, yes, like it's that giant wide basin. Yeah. So the majority of the river has that, and like normally it's like a stream or like it's a, it's like a, a level. It was, yeah, we've we've all was, played San Andreas. You just cycle yes. through that thing. So just so when you, yeah, when you play San Andreas, just imagine it like a foot below. Well, the really, really? the whole thing yeah. that high? Oh my uh, god! The, the part, the part I saw, like around Universal Studios and Jeez. along that part into the valley, it it filled up. Um, the other problem I've realized since moving into my new digs is that the kitchen, uh, it floods from the or like it leaks from the light fixture. The only <laughs> thing I can just this is the, the only thing I've and the weird thing is like my room's above it, so the only thing I can think is like somewhere the electrical conduit comes in. There's a hole. Rainwater gets down that it travels down the electrical conduit and then leaks through the actual light fixture. That's a fucking nightmare. So, oh, it's great. It's it's fantastic. There's never now not a bucket in my kitchen in the last few months. Full of like electric water. Yeah, and it's weird. So then, like the light still works, but it's like one of those things that like it won't turn on for a bit and then it'll randomly turn on and then it just sort of you know I'm waiting for it to explode. But <laughs> that's how I've survived the explode the or like that. burn your house down when you're sleeping. When you've got the light switch still turned on, but you don't know because it's off, and then something sparks, and then suddenly a tournament of eyes is just me and Dennis <laughs> talking every week. And that's that's why, kids, you always turn off the lights before you go to bed. <laughs> that's Lesson why. learned. Um, I was flying out of LA last a couple of days ago, right as the storm was coming in, and the flight attendant. We're just flying up to Oakland, so like pretty pretty short. The flight attendants, I like I've got like flight anxiety, right? Like I'm I'm better now. <laughs> like I'm I'm generally okay when it comes to flights. I can deal with like like low to medium turbulence. I'm okay with, but like if it gets really really bad, like then then it's like it's a bit scary, right? The fucking flight attendant. First of all, is the second flight we've taken with. I think it was is it Delta? I don't know who was. I oh, whatever. Uh, where they were late because one of the cabin members was sick. It was like the, the specific same thing. It was like a cabin member fell ill. So we're like, okay, what the fuck's going on with these flights? And then they came down and the lady said, uh, I shit you not. She said, hold on to your kids, everyone. Between a one and a 10, this was like a nine. Talking about the turbulence coming down. So I was shitting oh, wow. a brick. I was like shit myself the entire time we were on the flight. And like it got to like a four or five, which was <laughs> fine, but it never got to a nine. So like, yeah. <laughs> It was like they threaded the needle or something. They figured it out. Uh, so I was like, fuck you. You like ruined my flight because I was like, freaking out for like the entire did, time. Did you guys get like bad weather? Did it travel that far up to Oakland or no? Uh, there was a bit of it was it's rainy. Like it's rainy today and it was rainy all weekend. But like yeah. nothing like no, not, no, no. I, I oh, sorry. I, I was just because I've never seen it that bad. It was there's a there's a heavy day last month, like one day where I was like, oh, that's a you know, it was a solid 24 hours of heavy rain. Mm. Uh, speaking of heavy rain, coming up. No, um, uh, then uh, twenty-four so, hours of David uh, Cage game is a little yeah. bit. Um, and then, but then, like that, it was crazy. Like I was outside for some of it, and it it was river. Like this city isn't built for right. rainwater. They haven't thought about it, and it was literally liver, rivers like running down the street. That's the thing like, that an- freaks me out about California is that, like, yeah, the, you know, like the, Dennis, you'll notice this when you come over that, like, people just when it rains. Well, hopefully it's not raining in the summer. When it rains. They just don't know what to do. And I live like right off a freeway here. And like there was bad rain last week. You know, that whole dam almost bursting thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, that's just up in Sacramento. So like it's been raining here a lot. And I was asleep one night. And I, every like 90 minutes, I'd hear a skid and a crash. 
Like, Oof. it was awful. And it, so you're trying to go to sleep, and then you hear, like, and you're like, oh, here it goes. How bad is this one going to be? <laughs> Crunch. You know, that was, that was pretty bad. Not too bad. Yeah, and some of them are like, there's like a screech, and then you don't hear anything for a while, and you're like, hmm. is the car airborne? Or, yeah. <laughs> or did they get away with it? Yeah, so it was the, the, they just crashed like fucking crazy people here in the winter, or in the, in the rain. They don't know what to do. Just Fear smiled here. Fear smiled. Mild. Mm. What's what's news with yeah. you, Dennis? Uh, nothing. Same old. Uh, my leaks, they just come in through cracks in the ceiling like a normal person. Um, that's it. That's all I've got. Any seeping walls? Always. Always a couple. I live in a very old building, so it's fucked. Your building's like listed, isn't it? Yes. It's gorgeous. And it should be demolished. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, but wrecked. But I love it, so whatever. Uh, what have you been playing recently? Um, I think like so on our last podcast we were playing through um, we both were kind of playing through Super Mario 3D World kind of separately randomly uh, I'm playing a lot of that though because I kind of got that that bug where you try to like really complete something so yeah. I kind of I was like I just wanted to complete it so I could complete Twilight Princess like the HD mm. before the Switch comes out so yeah. that I'm kind of I feel like okay I'm back in the Zelda swing of things but I just it's now like 10 days to go and I haven't started Twilight Princess because <laughs> I've gotten to this thing where I'm trying to collect every last thing in Super Mario 3 World. But I love it, so whatever. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. Just my usual like five or six competitive PC games that I spend far too much playing. Hitting that Dota, hitting that Rocket League. You're higher ranked than me on Rocket League. That doesn't surprise me. I was yeah, like, a lot of Rocket League. But I've, I've got like 120 hours on PC. You go okay. I think maybe I'm me, just. A, I'll check. I think I'm a prick. I think that's my problem. Is that I'm no. Such a I bad think teammate. it's that I have about four hundred errors. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Fuck. And also that I play with my brother, who's got yeah, a couple say. of thousand errors. Oh hours. yeah, you got that rank. You got that. You got that. That yeah. that team the up. Insider, yeah. That competitive I have that, team and up. And I have somebody who's giving me tips all the time, who's way better than me. Damn. So. God, all right. Mm. We got to play again. Although now I'm scared about playing. Absolutely. With um, we do need a turret for competitive, though. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, yeah. Give me yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you all right? He's having a stroke. He's having a stroke. It's not. It's a <laughs> beautiful right. wink. <laughs> um, I still haven't got past jumping in the game, so. Oh, God. I'm at... No, jump, jumping is when the game starts. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, uh, trying to get through Ocarina of Time, but it's, it's, it's taken its goddamn time. I think I've gotten to the point now where the game starts, because I've just gotten the three... <laughs> fucking whatever you call them so i just left jabu jabu's mouth or whatever his belly okay. and i just got the, la- the last of the fish th- to water temple no i haven't gotten to that yet oh, oh so God. yeah so i think i think i'm like i think i'm about to go back to zelda with like the three things and i think that's when like the game starts basically but i'm like 20 something hours i feel like of this game already it's pretty good it's pretty classic it's a great game Control the camera mm. pisses me off, but whatever. It is it. aggravating. You know, nineteen ninety eight or whatever. And I was playing a bunch of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which now the embargo mm. is up for. Um, we'll play that for about a fortnight, and the reviews seem to be pretty glowing. Lots of nine out of tens and five out of fives. Uh, yeah, that game's great. I love it. It's pretty cool. Nice. There's a video. No, it does look well, and uh, mm. it's nice to see something new actually come out. Yeah, that looks who, exciting. So, who knew the Killzone people would be the one to make like mm. the next great open world game? Is that the one with the the, the robot yes. things and the girl? Okay, yeah, super good. Looks great too. It's only on PlayStation though, which is always a bummer. It's like it's like every year there's at least one. It's like Uncharted last year, and this is this one I think for for the game you need to. I mean, we're gonna have the same problem with Zelda then in a couple of weeks too. It's gonna, you know yeah. another hopefully another great open world game. Uh, what are you playing yourself, James Hamith? <laughs> I went back and. Uh, started playing the Telltale series Game of Thrones game. Oh, and I'm about four or five into it. Uh, I don't. I sorry. I do know why I stopped playing it for a while. I when I first started to do it, there's a really hard part, and I was using keyboard and mouse that I would just die instantly before the game even started. Like the first, first, like uh, you know, choose your thing. Um, Wait, you, mean you, I've, I've, you die in a conversation? No, no, sorry, not choose it. The, the first, I guess, event. What do they call it when you have to do like a quick, quick time action? Event. Quick yeah. time event. Right. Yeah. Quick so time the event, first, yeah. the first quick time event, it was like you know, like move up, move down, and it wouldn't work with a mouse. And then I couldn't get the <laughs> controller to work. But like I've now got a beautiful PS4 controller that works. Pr- like that now is supported on Steam. Ah, so yes. I, I went back and played it, uh, and I'm I'm four. I've got one more chapter to go, but it's it's pretty good. If if you're a fan of the show, 
if you're a big fan of the books like I am, it's it's nice, it's subtle, it sort of probably leans more to the show side than the book side, but it's it's a it's a nice little companion piece to have. Is it, is it like a side okay. questy kind of thing, like a separate character, like like main characters in it, but like you play as like a fucking yeah. You're it it's more almost like to to sort of just set it up for people. It is after or around this time of the Red Wedding. Okay. And you are a family in the north. Um, I haven't done too much digging to see if the like this family or like you know the clan is actually in the books. Mm. But uh, it's based. You're sort of a northern family who's going through a lot of turmoil. And then it's you know several family members in different places, like one on the wall, one in King's Landing, one in the east. So it sort of shows that thing, and, and uh, it's so, pretty good. So, so you, it sounds you, like they just copy pasted the Starks and like renamed them or something. To, to, yeah, I mean, it's very much like because I, I was wondering about that, like how do you get the feel of the world? And this is sort of how they sort of place the family around the place, right? And like, oh, you bump into the imp, and like, hey, how are you doing? And that type of thing. So <laughs> it's pretty good, though. It's fun. Good stuff. Uh, all right, should we rank, rank, rank some games? Yes. Let's start. Let's get it. Take our pants off and start ranking. Um, <laughs> last week we did a lot of uh, cleaning out of our, our purgatory land. Zombie U, Tech Mobile, Super Tech Mobile. Sorry, Slender the eight pages, not the seven pages. I kept calling it. And of course, Duke Nukem Forever, which is now sitting pretty on sixty-eight, the bottom of our tournament of lies. Um, slightly worse than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, The Order 1886, and Minesweeper. Uh, top 5, in case you forgot, Rocket League on top, Deus Ex number 2, Resident Evil 4 number 3, Goldeneye number f- uh, 4, and Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, pipping Mortal Kombat 2 for 6th. Uh, okay, I've got a couple of suggestions here. Lies at a tournament of lies.com is what you, where you need to send it. Uh, we had a lot of people sending in ones, which we've asked for, send in one game. We still had some more people send in three. So I'm going to go in the middle and pick two from uh, what we have here <laughs> from some of the people. Um, in fact, Kevin Harvey and Jim Clark both sent in uh, t- two of the same. They sent in three games, and there was a two in both of them that matched. So I've decided to pick out those two. Um, and it's a genre that we've basically not covered at all yet, I think, unless you count. We have a David Cage game in here, right? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I thought... Did we not? Maybe we don't. I thought we had. It's getting so much harder to do a quick scan of the list now, because it's yeah. 68 <laughs> games in here. I um, have to scroll. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, maybe we don't, actually, yeah. But, uh, we don't. I, I, guess it, I guess that's not really it, either. These are adventure games. These are games that, you know, your your point-and-click sort of... Um, uh, fun times which was obviously way more popular in the 90s before people had the internet and lost all patience um uh so like narrative driven games um with with mostly just conversations and whatnot so we're going we're going into the the lucas arts world for this so i'm hoping there's some lucas arts love here james is james is on board dennis how are you with the lucas games i've played some not all okay well let's start <laughs> off with I mean, these aren't weird ones. We're not talking about Loom. We're not talking about Indiana Jones. We're not talking about I'm sure, what's Zach McCracken, James. You were talking about nice. earlier. I remember. We're I'm not talking about mind betters. We're, we're talking about the big ones. So the first one that nice. got sent in came out in uh, 1990. Wow, I was four years old. Um, made by Lucasfilm Games, as it was known back then. Uh, designed by Ron Gilbert, David Grossman, and Tim Schafer. Uh, this is actually the first game I ever completed. Um, this is The Secret of Monkey Island. James. That's a, doozy. That's a doozy for your first game ever completed. It took like three months. It's it's <laughs> deep. If if anything, uh, like, oh, I mean, should we bury the lead? Uh, I'll say I love this game. Um, these types of game, I, I've just expressed on this podcast before, are my favorite. I love the adventure game. Uh, I love the fact there's puzzles to it. Monkey Island, like, I think I, there was adventure games before it, there were adventure games after it, but, like, Monkey Island really set the tone for how you can properly make a game look beautiful, um, have amazing puzzles, and, like, just just really just sort of have a simplistic system, and then uh, just have a good sense of humor about it, too. Mm. It's such a good game. Um, if if anything, and again, as a side piece, I think I played this in the Amiga initially. Me too. I think, I think my uncle gave it one, yeah. And I th- I'm pretty sure in the original version of the game you could die. That there's like several things that you could do that you would like sort of come across and then you would actually die and have to restart. No, and like the, go to a load there's point. only there's one joke death point that's on the it's on the island. It's on the lookout on the island where you're throwing the rock that eventually takes out the boat. And there's a cliff that you can walk out on that you can fall off, which says that you die, but it actually it the 
the the screen comes back and you hit like a rubber tree or something and bounce yeah, back and up you again. Come, yeah, yeah. Well, well, no. Here's the thing, and here's what I wonder because I I know they added those because when I played it later, like you know, in, in later nineties, um, they had that type of thing. The two I remember as well was that you would go when you're in the forest walking around and you're making the thing with the plants. That you, yeah. if you did the wrong one, there's a poisonous one. Because there's a thing that uh, Guybrush goes, oh, no, that looks poisonous, walks away. But I'm pretty sure I remember as a kid that you would go to one and you would actually get it. And you go like, oh, I feel sleepy. And you'd pass out. And then the other one is the guard dogs at the mansion. Yeah. That they would bite you and eat you. Or, like, they would bite you and kill you. Because, again, you sort of walk <laughs> close and like, they look dangerous and go back. Now, I could be losing my mind. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. And, I, and I'm completely off topic. But I, I do sort of remember that happening, and then later when I played it on the PC, because um, I didn't I didn't complete it till way later, but uh, when I played on the PC, that was completely one of those things that I sort of like remembered. I was like, wait a minute, didn't this used to happen? I don't know about that. I don't know if you're... I'm, I'm looking up YouTube videos now, because this is like... This kind of exists <laughs> in like this sort of random, you know... It's interesting, actually, because the next Noclip video is basically around this conversation that we're having. Um and I don't want to say oh, really? yeah because we're not yeah. Well, just like the idea of like these mysteries and you know the rumors that you have with with oh, other awesome. gamers like, about yeah, like, yeah. like I I don't fucking like before there was no internet so I couldn't look this up. I remember like, like I think you could die with the underwater part. Remember we had to yes with we we had to pick the statue. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I get, I think that was another part too where like if you were there too long you actually just died. Like I it's one of those things. But where I don't it's know like, about I, the dogs. Maybe I, I just because they I were like chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah, but that was the whole thing. Cause, but if you remember, their description is like rabid, feral chihuahuas right. or something like that. Um, and I think, but I, because I, I mean, it was a lot more common in like, especially like the 80s adventure games that you could actually die mm. or like be sort of like, especially the Sierra ones that like you could just sort of mess up. And like, I'm pretty, and again, as an aside to go go around, I'm pretty sure Leisure Suit Larry has the chance to die of AIDS if oh, you uh, right. don't do around the first game. Like, there's a whole thing where it's like, you know, which is sort of like a really sort of like, oh, on the nose type of like, oh shit. But, um, Actually, yeah. wait a second. Dennis, sorry. We have told we went off on a... No, it's fine. I'm enjoying the little <laughs> descent into, like, urban legends. Um, Yeah. So, what, what do you want from me? Have, you, have you played I, it? Yes. Um, So, my brother would have probably played this, and kind of like one of those, like, watching my older brother play these games mm. from over his shoulder kind of thing. Um, But my own experience with it is on the remastered version on the 360, I suppose, which is probably itself about 10 years old at this point. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah, Jesus. but I think it was a very reasonable remaster in that they, you know, they just basically made it possible to play on a modern console and more or less left it at that. Oh, well, they did the new um, graphics as well. They did. I think you could switch though between the two, if I remember correctly. But um, which I may not. But uh, yeah, no, I love this. It's it's still just because well, like its its strengths aren't anything technical. They're all to do with just being funny and humorous and you know puzzling in a good way. Like I'm not even going to lie about this stuff either. Like even at this day and age, I pretty much need guides to get me through these games. Right. They're they're actually too smart for me. So, uh, yeah, no, I got a lot of time for it. Maybe isn't my favorite Lucas Arts game, but I'm pretty sure it is yours, Denny. And uh, but it's right up there, and it's well, it's just right up there in in the genre and in certainly video game folklore. So it's uh, it's going to be pretty pretty tall order. What's your yeah. favorite Lucas game out of interest? Probably Grim Fandango. Cool. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, so I actually close the, for me. Sorry, James, go on. I, oh, no, I was going to say, I think Grim Fandango for me, I remember, because they, they it's a great one. I, I should go back into the remaster, but I remember just the system they had in it. It was also one they'd used for uh, the fourth Monkey Island game. Yes. Where it's a sort of 3D world, but the, the menus and inventories, at least initially, was a bit clunky. And I think that's what put me off, because mm-hmm. you almost had to go into it, and like if you wanted to combine two items, it would go into it, it would try to combine two items, bring you out of it, like Guy Prush or uh, Sam, what, what's the character in Grim Fandango? Sammy? Uh, Manny. Uh, Manny, that's it. Manny would be like, oh, that's not going to work. And then you'd have to start all yeah. over again. It, because so the, the, their inventory system was just basically him reaching into his jacket. Yeah. And, 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 there's and pulling a, out different things, yeah. And, and there's the same thing with the with the, the fourth Monkey Island, which I think has almost sort of been forgotten with time. It's the same sort of graphics and it's yeah. sort of there. And it, I kind of like, it, I prefer it to three. I think, I, you know what? It's a big, big thing. I've never actually played three. I only ever played demos because, it, again, it kind of got lost. It Me too, of... actually. I think, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. I didn't like the art style. Like again, yeah, to me, me too. To, to, to me, like I mean, guy Prush and uh, like just how the, the scumvy engine. It's like it just it. When games look like that, it just absolutely melts my heart. Like I went back recently, played another game, Kathy Rain, which pretty much could have been made on that engine. Right. And 
part of the reason why I loved it is because it looked like that that style, that sort of scumby style. Um, all my favorite games probably would be of that style as well. And uh, yeah, just I mean, getting back to just the first Monkey Island, it's such a I don't know. Like yeah, Dennis sort of said, it the humor was perfect. I mean, yeah. it just combined the right amount of like a, a crazy great story. Um, with just amazing writing, the puzzles were smart enough, and it just sort of brought you along. And it was, I, I think the second one got a little bit more tongue in cheek than the first, uh, but the first one just sort of like it just you know like it was subtle. It like you know you used a rubber chicken for to get across the side. That was that's probably like the one one of the like couple of puzzles that like fucked me like that weren't that <laughs> obvious the rubber chicken on the wire was like you've got to be kidding me that was when yeah. i was just like i'm using everything in my inventory with everything and trying yeah. to figure it out but you're right like the subversion that was going on in those puzzles like so much of it is like if the joke is in like the writing is is like best in class it's like one of the funniest yeah. adventure games i think the setting lends itself to it as well because like it's such a yeah. fun setting like there's so many jokes with like pirate life because it's so f- or the version that they like show is so stupid. Like, yeah, like all these fucking idiots who are just like, like half of them don't have any pirating to do anymore because like they're all old or there's nothing left to go and they're all scared of the actual adventure that's there. Like, monkey, they're like, don't yeah. go near Monkey Island. Um, but like stuff like when you're underwater and like, like that's hilarious. Like the the puzzles were in the jokes as well, or the jokes yeah. were you know, were, were in the puzzles where, like, you have to pick up the idol. Like, of course you do. The thing the yeah, thing that you're exactly. stuck to is, like... Because, like, around you is, like, everything from, like, scissors and fucking, like, like every pot... And all, this <laughs> yeah, all this stuff to cut the wire. And it's, like, that and, like, the 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 um, insult sword fighting and, you know, even the, the dance moves to try and find the treasure. Like, just all of that stuff is so... Like, even now, like, whenever I see shish, ke- shish kebab, I always think of the Shishka Joe, Shishka Larry, all the different heads that were on the way into into it. I like the the music. Like, do you remember the music with all the, like, Chuck parts? Like, even the way he was animated as a ghost was fucking amazing. Yeah. That, like, blue, yeah. ethereal beard wiggling and the skeleton, like, the, the, like, neon blue and green. Like, it just, oh, it was just fantastic looking. And it's and it's just like even like I, again just like there's the humor is there the like the, the callback the the jokes are up there I would even say like this and I'm probably completely wrong but like this almost set the precedent for like I want to say like Disney and Pixar movies like breaking the fourth wall the fact that like the boat salesman was like a, a bad car salesman <laughs> right. like, Stan like, yeah and it's just like the cowboy hat and he's got the like casino signs coming out like the fact that it's like it's it was it, it's sort of like the first one does it I think in general I will say I prefer the second game. I think it just—it's a little bit more cleaner looking. I think it's, but I will say it's the first one's just so subtle in how it approached it that it doesn't take you out of it when there's a, a used car salesman with neon signs selling you boats. Right. It's supposed to be like the six hundred. Um, the second one does it, it takes a bit more artistic uh, liber, uh, liberals liberties with it, but um, no, the first one—it's just so good. I mean, it's you know, I, I if anyone hasn't played it. And has a chance to, or wants to pick up the remastered version and just sort of get the one and two. It's so it's so worth it. Yeah, sorry, I spoiled a bunch of the puzzles there. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, want, I was going to reference other jokes, and I was like, no, it's it's for people who haven't played it yet. They have to go back and just sort of see it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right, should we try and get it in here? It's going to be hard. I don't know where you stick yeah. an adventure game because, like, <clears throat> the reality of an adventure game as well, and like this comes down to. I'm trying to think. There was another game we played that was like, it just doesn't really work nowadays anymore i'm trying to think which one it was we did it recently um and adventure games kind of fall into the same problem where it's like as much as i love monkey island the best monkey island was the one that i played you know 20 years ago it's not the one that you can play today because we just don't have that like level of patience anymore and we don't Mm -hmm. like like it's uh, the the writing's really good and you know there's a there's a thing that's actually in the next documentary where one of the guys I'm interviewing was talking about Ron Gilbert who said when he was making Monkey Island you weren't making conversations that like were actual conversations you were just writing six punchlines for every sentence and like that's why those games are so funny because that's it like it's just like you can say anything like the best way to have the conversation is to have every conversation and that's like the fun part of it which is kind of in a lot of like other adventure games now but the puzzles and stuff I just don't think we have like the patience for that anymore so it's I'd I'd have a harder time recommending Monkey Island today than I would have like twenty years ago. I I will definitely I th- I think you're right. I think there's some truth to that. I definitely think, and again, as someone who still sort of plays them, I, I feel that in the last ten years, 
um, there's been almost like a, not a renaissance, but a resurgence of adventure games. I think mm. it's been a good outlet for indie developers. Um, and I think there have been some really, really fun games that come through. Now, do they have the same strength as they did when they were done by like major studios or like had big financial backings? No. Like you, you will. I, I all the games I played. Now and again, you come across that one point where there's a character whose voice lines, it's probably just a dude in the office. They quickly like threw in. Right. It sounds a little bit rougher. It's not on the same level. But there's been some real good ones like Gemini Ru. Oh uh, yeah. Kathy Rain. Like hey, Gemini Ru. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they they're, they're not good. Like they're, sorry, they're not as polished and clean. They don't have the budgets behind them. But like it's it's a great. I feel it's almost like what happens with first person shooters, where they sort of went away. I, I you know they're always there. The diehard fans are always going to be there, but like suddenly we still see stuff like Doomed coming out and a few other things that like they 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 maybe not gone through the heyday where like just money was being thrown at them. Mm. And it's well, first person shooters always had way more of a market. Yeah, maybe like, maybe that was a, not a good example, yeah. but like I know what you mean. Something like you know, yeah, yeah, like strategy games or something where they go away for like yeah. six years and then come back. Yeah, and I, so so, but I don't. Think, yeah, I agree with you. It'll probably never get the same strength. I don't think the the patience is there, but I think there's still definitely a fan base for it and. The fact that uh, the internet has allowed so many people to say go on Steam or like Xbox Mar- Marketplace mm. or PSN and have these and have a market to show these games allows smaller companies to sort of put them out. And at, and at least when it comes to these ones and they're redoing them, like Dennis played the 360 version of Monkey Island, that had that tip system in it, right? What it had like a tip system where you could like if you didn't know what was going on, you had like three. Oh, different, like, that's what you mean. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, it did. It, it did allow. Yeah, it did allow people like me to get a, a leg up. So, yeah. So I guess maybe we should take that into account as well when we're hmm. looking at this one specifically. Because if you didn't want to play Monkey Island now, you wouldn't pick up a, a, an old, you know, DOS yeah. floppy disk. You'd probably get it on that. Or I, I think that came out on PC as well. I think that it did the special yeah. edition. It did, yeah. yeah. Came out of everything, actually. OS X and iOS. iOS as well, jeez. Uh, okay, uh, where are we thinking then? Because this is kind of a classic, but it's in a funny little genre. So It is. like For me, it's like, it's top, like, we're talking t- top 20 anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just, My, just going down from the top, I, I can't see it going below, personally, Die Hard Trilogy. You guys had a lot stronger feelings about that than I did when we ranked it, but... Uh, that's kind of where I'd be, I think, drawing a line for me. Can't go below that. I had, I had actually gotten to the same point and said it has to go higher than that. So I'm right there yeah. with you. Um, I, w- I would at the very least put it ahead of Worms. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I haven't put it higher is because, again, at some point Monkey Island 2 will come on here. Um, <laughs> and I think the debate will become which is the better of the two. Now, maybe it becomes a thing where we <laughs> rank them side by side and just sort of say they are part of really uh, a double bill I've gotten a bunch of emails from people saying you gotta stop worrying about sequels and I think it's like I, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of like I'm with you when, when there's when you know that one's gonna get in there it's like I don't know it's easier to just put it a little bit lower so maybe yeah. maybe we should like be a little bit I mean we did one Uncharted like that's sitting at 10 that's that's kind of where I see it landing actually is like behind yeah. Super Meat Boy or something yeah I, I'm, I'm happy with that I, th- I like again. I, I think back, like honestly, and again, this is me. I'm probably in the the minority, um, especially if we're talking about Uncharted Two as a whole package. But if you sort of said to me now, I can go back and play Uncharted Two or Monkey Island, mm. I'd probably take Monkey Island. Uh, what do you think, Dennis? Yeah, I, I well, my personal feelings won't allow it to go above Super Meat Boy for me, but <laughs> could easily go above. Uh, like it's it's in that ballpark there. Like I'd have it above Mass Effect. And then once you get into Worms, Team Hospital, Uncharted, you know, look, it's it's a toss up. Mm. They're they're such similar games, you know. Um, so yeah, I'd have it above Uncharted too. I think just behind Super Meat Boy, so it would crack the top ten. Just yeah. that's that's kind know, of, yeah, where I feel as well. Like there could come a time where we have a hundred games here and we have all the secret, uh, all the Monkey Island games, and they're you know within a few of each other uh, like yeah the further point of uh, the the message you got uh, about like not getting too hung up on sequels like we can you know i, I don't see a problem with secret of monkey island being in their head of lechuk's revenge like by a, by a single space like, yeah, that, yeah. that could come that way at some stage i think i think it deserves to be there i think it's you know gaming folklore and it's not just on the on the like on its name it is a you know it's a genre defining game yeah. for sure all right, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. I think Meat Meat Boy exists on the other side of the spectrum where it's all gameplay, it's all 
like control mm. and it's like it's almost on the opposite end of the spectrum from what Monkey Island is but it's also hilarious so yeah it, uh, you know it's like it's ticking a lot of boxes I think yeah Meat Boy I think is is a, a bona fide classic in its own right um, okay so there it goes also, cracks the top 10 Secret of Monkey Island fun. is in there number 10 why are, are you saying Oh, sorry, one final point. It's already uh, been listed. It's already been listed. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Not only that. Just that, that uh, Full Throttle is the best LucasArts game. No way. I fucking love Full Throttle. I don't know. I, I, know I haven't played it properly. I can't say. Anyway. It's it's cool. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about Monkey Island 2. But we do have to worry about another LucasArts game because Kevin Harvey and Jim Clark also suggested that we rank a game that may or may not go above Monkey Island. <laughs> it came. It's not Monkey Island 2, though. It came oh. out... In 1998, some say the last great uh, adventure game, at least before the the, the recent resurgence, um, designed and directed by Mr. Tim Schafer and published by Double Fine Productions in the remaster in LucasArts. Was it their last one? Maybe. This is Grim Fandango. Wow. That's James, a, that's a... you played it, I'm guessing? Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a heavy-handed thing to yeah. go through. I just put it, that one... Uh, I mean, we sort of we sort of started talking about the last one. Um, outside of the what I brought up about the, the the inventory system, and really it was more sort of a knock. They, they, it was a bit better in Grim Fandango. It was really bad on the the Monkey Island for whatever that was. I think the Return, inventory think was, was the same. I think the problem was in Grim there was less of the Monkey Island style combining stuff. Yeah, need it to was, do it. Yeah, I think that was returned to Monkey Island. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it, what a beautiful game! Like really, I, I this. This game, uh, Grim Fandango, is one of those things that, like, I think, and rightly so, gets so many, like, you know, I guess, uh, why can't I think today? Like, not achievements, but, like, just... uh, Praise, plaudits. Exactly, all those things from pundits about how (laughs) great and, like, how beautiful the game is, how how clever the world is. Like, I mean, the fact that the game, for the people who don't know, you're pretty much... Is it you're an insurance man in the land of the dead? You are a mm-hmm. travel agent. Travel agent in the land yeah. of the dead. That's right. And it's completely one of those things that just to sort of set that and sort of give it that real like noir feel. Um, just it was so it's just so in- in- innovative and like nobody was even thinking about it. And, I, and again, the world at the time was like really like Half Life was out. There's a real push for first person shooters and like adventure games were just coming like Tomb Raider, all that type of stuff. And then like in the middle of it, a swan song really for the adventure game was Grim Fandango and like man was a good but like even I, like, like separated from uh, even LucasArts stuff in the past which was you know relatively you know one fit one foot in reality if anything you know yeah. you had lots of like games that were you know Monkey Island is ridiculous but it's like based on a on a era of some description and you know like the Monkey and they, they, they had their Indiana Jones stuff and they had like stuff that was like contemporary or like historical in a way whereas this was fantastical in a way that like a lot of those games weren't and you know you didn't have characters like glottis in a lot of old LucasArts games you know yeah you didn't, and you're right like the concept like i didn't know anything about uh, latin american culture or the day of the dead yeah. or the whole idea of when you die you have to like go on a journey before you get to the afterlife um and this sort of mismatch of like you know capitalism <laughs> mixed yeah, yeah. with with faith and this like this journey um was like, like yeah incredibly fascinating uh dennis you played much of uh grim Fandango? yeah with three no, for three right? said, it's it is my favorite um lucasarts game and probably along with toonstruck my favorite point and click adventure um it is pretty much like like how do you you know it's 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 only in a situation where we're ranking games that I even have to tell you which is my favorite between Grim Fandango <laughs> and Secret Monkey Island. And like does like do you, every pro and con you would list for these games, you would list the exact same for the other ones. Um I certainly would take on board maybe that the cast of characters and you know it's several years later when gaming had really moved on. Mm. And um you know, it, it it allowed a much bigger scope. Like, say, if the actual original Secret Monkey Island came out seven years later, there, there would have been a, a lot of scope. But look, we can't get hung up on things like that. Mm. But uh, it's cast of characters is just so broad and hilarious and just compelling. And at no point do you fall into tedium. And I went back and replayed it again in the remaster. So I played the original oh, and awesome. the remaster. So I have the, the, the kind of dichotomy there. Okay, so you go back and play it. You're 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 living on uh, nostalgia, but it's 
yeah, it's uh, like it, it's going to be. I know we're not quite into the ranking yet, but it's going to be in the ballpark. Uh, I, I could live with it kind of going either side of that, but it's so humorous, so endearing, just charming, like brave as well to, to, to make such a just a batshit game that just, you know, no, no like idea was like thrown out that that wasn't given a chance. Like, there's no question about that. The the puzzle is is fun which is a thing about some of these sometimes puzzles are just kind of obtuse and tedious and you try it until you fix it but the puzzles are fun and are rewarding and i have nothing but like good things to say about grim fandango it does the whole like splitting up the game into like easy like you know easable chunks really good as well because it's kind of like a buddy movie like a road movie buddy Mm -hmm. movie and like I remember playing through it. I think the only part that I got a little bit frustrated with in the past was driving through the forest. I, um, I was about to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. But I did that recently. I oh, Well, not recently. I, I don't know. I did the remaster maybe two years ago again. And I mean, it, it's different the second time you play it because you. I didn't remember what to do, but like I had an idea and I actually got through that section way, way faster than I had when I when I originally played it when I was a, a teenager or whatever. Um, but yeah, that whole thing. And I remember like the ending of it being like super solemn. Like it, Monkey Island is has like one of the funniest endings ever, uh, where like the, the you know LeChuck is exploding and it's just a picture of like Guybrush and Elaine and like the lights bouncing off their faces, and she said like Have you learned anything from this? And like all four punchlines are so like funny, and the last one is something like which I always pick is like Yeah, never never spend more than thirty dollars on a video game or something. <laughs> And she says, like, what? And then the credits go. And it's like a really funny ending to the game. Whereas the ending in, in Grim Fandango is like, it's super sad. Because it's like, yeah. Manny's going and Gladys has got his own thing going on now. And like, it's, it's you know, it sort of is evocative of, like, there's a, there's a sort of a solemn core to Grim Fandango. Like a sadness that exists in the entire story where you're like surrounded by people who have, you know, made some mistake in their life or are like grieving for some sort of thing that's happened in their life and some are doing better than others and the whole way through and I guess it's that noir thing which I'm not super familiar with when it comes to movie except for the really oh, like, yeah. obvious stuff uh, yeah. but yeah it's it's uh, yeah it's nothing feels like Grim Fandango like I don't I can't ima- I can't think of any other game that is like close to it in terms of setting or mood or tone and when in the world of video games that's like pretty unique yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, my two, like, my favorite movies are, fuck, I love noir movies. Like, I absolutely love them. So that, that the sort of tones and the characters and, like, the sort of almost, like, tongue-in-cheek, but sort of really well-represented approach to doing that in this game, they're fantastic. Um, and then just, like, on, honestly, like, there's a level where, like, if this was a film, it's, like, somewhere Tim Burton does Pixar. Right. And the depth of characters and, like, what they really sort of show there, like, it, if it was made into a movie, it could almost like sort of stand tall with them. Like it's a sort of you know, it's sort of it's just so so rich. It really is. And, and just it's really a beautiful game. To let you know, or to let people who are listening know, uh, and you can agree or disagree with this, but just the year that was nineteen ninety eight. I mean, it was such a you you mentioned a bunch of games that came out that year. Um, this game actually won GameSpot's uh, Game of the Year in nineteen ninety eight. So oh, wow. e- even then, like there were people who knew that this game was something special. This isn't something that, like, years later, you know, Tim Schafer lovers or, like, Lucas apologists or something, like, suddenly decided it was the best thing in the world. Like, back then as well, this game, like, mattered to people and was was super cool. Um, So, yeah, there you go. Nominated for the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Game of the Year as well. Didn't win. Don't know what did. Anything could have won that year. Fucking hell. Metal Gear Solid (laughs) came out that year as well, I think. Oh, wow. Did, uh... Oh, wow. Did um legend did Ocarina of Time come out that year? Nineteen ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, I think that that was already out. I think nineteen no nineteen ninety eight. Zelda and I think Metal Gear Solid came out that year as well. Is that? uh, When's Half Life? Ninety seven. Ninety yes, it was. And then uh, the next year was Quake Three and all that stuff. Uh, So yeah, a lot of stuff. All right, should we try and figure this one out? I, yeah, I, 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 like I love Monkey Island to bits. I'm probably the one here that loves Monkey Island more than I love Grim Fandango. But I also think that Grim Fandango is a better adventure game. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's as funny maybe. Like some of the high points, like humor wise, like with like the the balloon, the surly like balloon animal maker who just like no matter what you say to him, just gives you shit. <laughs> like even if you're trying to be nice to him, like he's such a he's such a dirtbag. Um, 
and like you're you know the oh god like just even stupid shit like trying to make the the scare away all the the pigeons by like making a, a filling the, like the puzzle at the start with the two you make the put the two things together the components and it makes concrete like all that stuff super funny all the the racehorse crap that happens when he owns like the club um i just think this yeah i don't know like the puzzles and everything in this game i think were probably were better or like made more sense like there was less of the rubber chicken shit like dennis was saying there was a more of a they were they flowed a bit better than i think monkey island did as you they should when a game comes out like eight years later you know um, no, I I definitely think like Grim Fandango's a lot more. I guess mature might be the word, and like nothing against Monkey Island, but I, you know, I, I, Monkey Island is almost straight comedy and an adventure game. Yeah, where Grim Fandango almost wanted to have a bit more like substance in general, and like almost yeah. have more emotion, so it can range from being funny because to keep that audience, but then also have a story make you think, have a bit of depth to it as well. Yeah, I think you're totally right. You're right. Like Monkey Island is a is a it's a funny it's a comedy game, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, and it's hilarious, and it might be the funniest game ever made. But yeah, Grimm's got something else going on there. Uh, all right, do you all want to hazard a guess? Um, I'm going to say number seven. Okay. Ten. Oh, ten. Fucking <laughs> 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 meat boy, man. I know. <laughs> it's a real problem for me. Hey, it's come on. Fucking damn. I, I mean, Glottis is almost super meat boy. He is. Like, he kind of looks... Just, uh... He's, yeah, he's like an overgrown version of like the fetus or something. Yeah, exactly. But so no. there you go. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> like it, it's it pains me when you have these ones where you're like, this whole thing's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it was MK two above Superboy. Anyway, whatever. Um, we may. Like we, I, yeah. I can see your argument for seven straight away. I think it's a it's a reasonable argument too. Um, Danny, wh- where where are you putting this? Uh... Like, I'd probably put it, like, like, actually, I'd probably put it, like, three. But, like, oh, I... Fair enough. I don't, but I don't think it's going in three. But I do think it's better than... Like, I have no affinity for GoldenEye at all. So that's, like... Yeah. That's and I can enough. appreciate its importance. But, like, that's, that's all I get from that. It's like, oh, yeah, that was when console players got to play a game. A first-person game. Got it. Um... I like Street Fighter 2. I mean, Street Fighter 2, it's hard to put it above Street Fighter 2, I think, more than anything else. Um, and Resi 4 is, is is pretty incredible, but, like, yeah, you know, do, you do, know, I, do I prefer Grim to Resi 4? Yeah. Do I think it's, like, as good a game or, or as important in the genre? Like, like maybe not. I don't know. Like, <laughs> whose can idea I, was this? This fucking stupid can I, can I ask? Yeah, can I ask a question that we? Yeah. Uh, I feel like every third podcast we we should probably like write a rule book because every now and again because like this is the thing like we are ranking the video games. No, and we we uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we are the ones setting the list for for the people because it is a, that that type of thing. Like if you made the argument to me that Grim and Io should go above Street Fighter Two Turbo, for me personally, for for us as a group, I can see it. If we're talking about the history of all time, probably not. But um, right, yeah, I, right, I, yeah. That, that's why I did those sort of. I mean, dumb around. Those games still like have a good place in my heart. Mortal Kombat Two, Street Fighter Two. That you know was my childhood. But I mean, I feel this, like the argument about subjectivity. Like I feel like originally we went into this being ob- as objective as possible, but then I look at number one on this list. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is not that objective. <laughs> let alone that I'm sitting there going like, like I instantly when you're like number three, I'm like, oh, Deus Ex is number two. That came in '99. Then <laughs> I came in '98. I wonder who's going through a nostalgia puts right now. Um, right, what's going currently. seven? It's going six. I'm telling you that. That's yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, I'm fine with that. The Wii Sports one but is hard. Because, like Wii Sports isn't there because Wii Sports is like that amazing a game. Wii Sports is there because Wii Sports is an amazing game, and also because it basically sold the uh, one of the highest selling consoles of all time. It, like yeah. it, it is the Wii Revolution. So like that's why that's there. So it's hard to put above it when I think that. Because <laughs> if anything, it's like Grim Fandango is the opposite. Because Grim Fandango was the death nail of the adventure game genre. Because <laughs> they spent so much money on it and it didn't sell. So uh. I, I would I prefer the term swan song. I think it's, <laughs> it's a bit better. Um, and I do I do well again. I, that's sort of one of those things that like Grim Fandango flourished, even though 
the genre almost it was sort of that weird thing where the genre almost felt like it needed to go 3D and we sort of saw it with fighting games and it, and some things it worked out with it worked right. out with Tekken uh, you know Soul Calibur stuff like that but then when like say Street Fighter tried to do the EX stuff and go 3D yeah. it was a little bit slower it was a little clunky it lost a lot of what it was thinking and then they realized no King of Fighters Street Fighter just stay 2D yeah. stay on that plane stay around it that was I hard. feel like the adventure- a- yeah yeah, I think adventure games sort of that were like, no, 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 we have to go this way. People expect us to have graphics and do all this other stuff. Whereas if they just stayed 2D and had beautiful art, I think it might have yeah, also maybe. worked. Well, you're right. There was a couple of, you know, there was Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear Solid, and I would argue Worms were games that handled the 3D one really well. I think I'm, oh. I think I'm on my own with Worms 3D. I think most people prefer the old ones. I think Worms 3D is fucking amazing. Mostly because me and Dale played the shit out of it for like an entire <laughs> summer. Um but yeah, I'll be I'm, honest. I haven't, I haven't played too much Worms 3D, but I mean the other two. I, I get, I get what you're saying. They they handled that transition fantastically. Mm. The, at least the other two. <clears throat> oh, okay. I've been convinced somewhat. I think six is its new floor above Wii Sports. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to put it above Mortal Kombat 2 and Street Fighter 2. But what about putting it above just one of them? Just above MK, split the difference. Yeah, we need to separate them. You know, that's too much hedge sitting. <laughs> we need to actually make a fence to go in between them. Yeah, you're right. That is a that is very. I am looking this at them as a unit valid. because it's easier to look at them as a unit. I ca- I can't with good conscience put Grim Fandango above Street Fighter Two Turbo. Like I feel, I feel like that is like one of the when there is a montage for like a mainstream documentary about video games. Oh yeah. yeah, Street Fighter Two gets Turbo gets in there, like that's in I, there with Mario and fucking you know Sonic and all that. It's it's just it's too big a beast to to topple. I agree. I think I think Street <clears throat> like if people never played video games or like they just their reference to it are probably Mario and I would think Street Fighter is probably third. like you know they would just know about it. Yeah, like I think it's I think that's it's almost part of pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's a worrying trend here. Yeah. Super Meat Boy is now precariously <laughs> positioned at number 10. We will be having a full, full episode of rejigging the top 10 the second. <laughs> the second we come up with anything that knocks that from number 10. It's maybe, just Maybe we should do that next. Maybe that should we, be the next one where we like, maybe what I we do like is each we're one. We're 30 each, off 100. Yeah, when we get to 100, I think, we, we do a okay. Marvel Universe and just blow up the whole thing and start over. Oh, again. that's yeah. genius. That's... Retcon it all. That's great. <laughs> that's great. We should do that. Once we reach 100, we should just have a full podcast of a god. Now I want to like race to 100 so we can do that. <laughs> yeah, just do like a do like a six hour. <laughs> I was about to say, nine debate. Just start <laughs> putting all the sequels in together, like all right. of the Monkey Islands in 11, 12, 13. Fine. Done. All right, let me let's let's rank this one, and then I'll throw in some fun ones we can rank pretty quickly. All right, we'll do we'll Excellent. give ourselves ten minutes and say we're gonna get a couple of these in. Right? Uh, <laughs> okay. So, do we think six? I'm not. Uh, I want to hear the argument for going above Mortal Kombat because I'm not Mortal Kombat two because I'm not fully on board with that. Fatalities aren't funny. They perpetuate uh, a violent culture. <laughs> Cle- clearly, you've never <laughs> thrown the ice grenade. Sub zero. <laughs> Uh, if you want bad weird mm, pseudo-realistic animation then play Toonstruck (laughs) not having Toonstruck yet you want to get Toonstruck that's the problem because he's going to want to put Toonstruck you've you've clearly played Toonstruck the last few weeks no I haven't I never got it when it came back on GOG but uh, I will I will I didn't play Toonstruck Oh, Toonstruck. Yeah, God, oh, that's that weird one. Because it was like that's... 15s and it came out when we were like 10. That's like yeah. that Roger Rabbit shit, right? Where like yeah, the yeah, dude yeah. is real. Oh, it's ugh. Chris yeah, Christopher it's Lloyd as well. Really? Is it? Yeah, wow. yeah. Christopher Lloyd's a dude, yeah. There's a few oh. games that came out like that. Um, clearly, Dennis, someone did the splits and punched you in the balls and it's never resonated <laughs> well with you. So, Wait, more does, does anybody... Well, I suppose here's the thing. Danny, I accept that you need a reasonable argument to put us... Like any single step up in the top 10 is important, but... Which we've not done, in fairness. Does anyone believe... Well, we have, because we're saying we love it. But, like, does anyone have a reason that... Like, does anyone feel strongly it doesn't go above Mortal Kombat 2? Sorry, what? A Grim Fandago? Yeah. Yes. Um, Strongly is such a heavy word to use. (laughs) Can I see the argument for it? Yes. Uh, 
I mean, we, if we if we want to put a bit more comment too, we can say sexism because on the Johnny Cage point <laughs> point, point when he does the splits against the woman characters, he doesn't punch them in the it's balls. Unfa- that's right. That's, that's an unfair sexism. advantage. That's punching up. That is, that's punching up. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that in video games. Uh, now I want to um, put it above it. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it goes. I don't know. I, Mortal Kombat 2 is such a special game. It's, hard, I, it's I, so hard. I, I, you know what? I, I sort of feel like we put Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat together with Street Fighter above it for a reason. We kind of had that block. Dennis um, is right, though. We, like, we, we, did, we did do it out of some sort of like selfish needs to just not have that conversation. Like, <laughs> put them together and be done with it. It's like putting Sonic and Mario together. Although that would be crazy. Although maybe. Um, yeah, we, we do have to get Sonic in here. Yeah, I don't know, like, because we can't just do this whole, like, oh, well, which one would we play right now? Cause yeah, nobody wants to sit down and play a fucking adventure game right now. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I have a word to say. Thank you very much. Oh, I've got the Mortal Kombat um, 2, like, like, mountain music playing in my head now. The shitty one that also played through all of the, yeah, all the Amiga disc swapping I had to do yeah. on that screen. Uh, yeah, like I did love Mortal Kombat too in a stage. There's no question. Um, the cool, the cool kids in the day yeah. played Mortal Kombat too. No, the slightly older kids played it. The okay. people who were cool played Street Fighter. Okay, if I had to choose between the two of them, I would fuck Grim above Mortal Kombat. I've just thought about them separately, and I would. Certainly so, means more to me. Yeah, yeah. For what we, that's worth, very are little. We, are we putting forward a anti-centaur sentiment, though? By putting... <laughs> anti-centaur of life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with it going above Mortal Kombat 2. That, uh, like, I think if, if anything, just to end this yeah. extremely dull conversation. <laughs> okay, it's in there. It's number six. We got it. We got it in. Um, okay, I'm going to try and... I don't know. I, I worry that we are going to find it impossible to rank anything quickly. So I'm just going to throw this one out there. This one got sent in from Aiden McCullough. Um, and it's a game that uh, came out in 2009 on the PlayStation 3. It is a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Actually, I think it eventually came out on the iPhone. Um, it was made by Keita Takahashi, who is currently working over... He's in San Francisco working on uh, um, on that Watam game. Um, he is the creator of Katamari Damacy uh, as well. But this is perhaps his finest achievement in video games. It's barely a video game at all. It's Nobby Nobby Boy. Okay, like I've played like <laughs> 25 we... minutes of this game ever. <laughs> and I, But I feel like I have as valid an opinion as like its biggest fan. I feel like Nobby Nobby Boy can be played in 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, like I'll say right now, right this second, it is the bravest game we're going to rank. <laughs> it is like it is so joyful like it's the most joyful thing on earth right it's just you can't help but play this game whether you're good at it or dreadful at it but just smile and just be just abundantly happy with with how your life has turned out (laughs) so god we're talking about humor of these games that are going for like straight up feed line punchline humor Mm. this is this is this amazing kind of I'm getting all my endorphins releasing at the moment kind of joy humor I have um I adore it. I think uh, top three. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, we gotta go quick. We gotta get quick here. Yeah. No, <laughs> James, can't be reasonable. James, have I've you played pl- Navi Nobby Bobby Boy? I, I haven't. No. Do you well, know what I'm missing it? out on? So Nobby um, Nobby Boy is basically a game where you are. I think Nobby means like stretch in Japanese or something. It's basically a game where you control. This, <laughs> Dennis is fucking losing his shit already. Where you control like, oh, like some sort of like snake dog like. <laughs> situation which you control his like front two legs and his back two legs separately on either analog stick and if you push them apart he like he like stretches out and you can also (laughs) hold a button that makes him like condense but he's also able to like eat things so he can eat like I think, that, does it like, the, can he eat bigger things the bigger he is or something? Dennis is literally crying right now. Just so I'm just looking at pictures of it again. And it's the stupidest shit ever. And, and yeah. he's able, he's also like, when, when, you, when, you, when you try and eat things, you, the, you, for some reason he like is able to fly a bit. Like I can never really fully yeah. understand how to control this game because he kind of jumps whenever he eats. 
So if you keep hammering it, you can get him to like float into these into the sky and like you can like he can wrap himself around these like donut shaped clouds that are flying around. I think the levels every time you load up a level, uh, it's just different. Oh, and also like there's no win condition. Like I don't think so. Mm. I think I think there's like nothing to do. Like you're basically eating things when you're long and when you condense because imagine like a snake eating like four hamsters right where it's really big and then you condense the snake down he'd poop out the hamsters right so you basically just end up like creating this weird dog child baby that like is condensing and like pooping people out of its arse in like in like 256 million colors because it's like the most vibrant looking thing as well uh and that's basically an abby abby boy oh and then so that's like the game is like it's basically like an interactive screensaver where you just fuck around with a village full mm. of people and terrorize them and fly around. But <laughs> what's actually happening is every time you stretch, it gets added to this like this meta game, which is like this communal stretch uh, like goal. So mm. you you play as boy, which is the knobby knobby boy, stretch stretch boy or whatever, and then girl is this like this being that lives in space that is stretching every time you stretch she stretches the same amount from earth but not just you everyone playing knobby knobby boy so they'd set up these things where like basically new levels would get released once you had stretched as far as like the moon i think was the oh, wow. the first one so it took uh one to two weeks for everyone to get to the moon so the moon was reached on february 23rd 2009 uh Oh, sorry, that was four days after release. Mars was reached March 23rd. Jupiter was released the following November. So that's like a almost a year. January 19, 2011, girl reached Saturn. So that's two years after it came out. Uh, December 25th, 2011, they got to Uranus. Or Uranus, uh. I still don't know how to say that one. Girl arrived at Neptune sometime around March 6, 2014. <laughs> four years after the game came out. And got to Pluto uh, November 23rd, 2015. And then what happened was everyone thought, oh, once you get to Pluto, that's it. But what happened was then she turned around and came back the other way. And the next thing she had to hit was 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 the sun, which meant that she'd have to like basically do the entire distance again. So it was going to take like five years. Actually, way longer because there's less play- people playing this game. But what happened is they had some like ratio altering multiplier locked in there to like make it go faster. Um uh, and she got back like people went back to play more Nobby Nobby Boy to basically make it happen and she got back to uh, uh, the sun after 2,489 days uh, after the game was released on December 14th 2015 and each time they did that something new happened in the world like they added a level or a new thing or the color oh, wow. changed or some <clears throat> shit I, I forget exactly what it was um, yeah and that triggered the end of the game with, although it is still possible to play but that's that's Nobby Nobby Boy. It's fucking wow. weird. It's it's a bizarre thing, and the world is a better place for it. My only question is: after they got the Pluto, why didn't they continue on to the mysterious <laughs> Planet X and see what? Uh, no, um, that sounds like something. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I, I don't know. A for effort. Like that's one of those things where it clearly came out of Japan. Uh, (laughs) more needs to be said yeah i'm it's you know it's it's i think i dig the idea i'm I'm bummed i I think i've seen the name around Mm. um but i think i would always get it confused was it katamari dynasty and all that sort of stuff the rolling ball in the city yeah yeah, yeah. that's an actual game though that's a game with like levels and like gold definitely yeah yeah and like timers and everything to it um no i this is this is new to me i i don't know if we can rank it i think we can I think we can rank it. Yeah, I think we can figure it out. I think it goes. I don't know. Like, fuck. <laughs> like. So after everything I've said, I'm thinking 53. <laughs> I, like, I love it. Believe me, I love. I love it. But like, as a game, it is what it is, and it goes 53. Yeah. It's not as good as Super Hexagon as a game. As a um, game. Oh. But it's as... a good bit better than Soldier of Fortune. Ah, oh, but as a game, it's also like. Like, the world is a better place for Nobby Nobby Boy existing than it is uh, No question, no question, yeah. Like, like I, oh, you're right. Like, it's so hard to rank this anyway high because it's, it's like the opposite. Like, so many games need to be, like, all things to all people. Like, you need to, your, like, open world game to have, like, a good story and good combat and a good world and, like, you know, good online maybe and, like, multiplayer. Whereas Nobby Nobby Boy is kind of, like, 
okay at one thing. But because it's okay at that, because it's like so low cost to play it, like you don't have to sit through a tutorial or some like exposition. You're just thrown into it and you're immediately doing it and it's stupid. And like everyone's everyone's experience of Navi Navi Boy, like you said it, right? You played like 25 minutes that game. That's a really honest answer as well because like there are people... I think most people who've played Nobby Nobby Boy think they have played a lot more Nobby Nobby Boy than they actually have because mm. there's not fucking anything to do and that's why it's so funny because it's so stupid I think they sold it for like five quid or something and I would love love to speak to somebody <laughs> who's really invested time in Nobby Nobby Boy I yeah. like to know if there is more meat on these bones <laughs> but the bones are so good I don't care totally the bones are really stretchy and weird and so, like, the fact that it's just, like, it's pretty good at, like, just being weird and funny for, like, 20 minutes. But the fact that so many people have experienced that, like, that's why Navi Navi was fun. Because it's just knowing that it exists out there just makes you, like, it's like when you see, like, a cute dog that's not got a collar on it. And it's just, like, I don't want you. I don't want to have to feed you. I don't want you to live with me. But I'm happy you exist. The world is a better place because you exist. Goodbye. That's not been Navi Boy. <laughs> I couldn't have thought of a more perfect analogy. Um, I, okay, so I can go anywhere in and around the 50, give or take a couple of spots. Uh, All right. It I seems fair to me. Like, did you have a spot, an, an idea? Actually, I think you've kind of... Because <laughs> I'm looking at a, a chemical conscious puppet of Angry Birds or Gone Home. Or Super Hexagon is where I'm like landing, where I'm not sure. Like, I'd put mm. it above Super Hexagon. Like, I'm really okay. sorry, Terry Cavada, but as much I, I as I love your understand. game, I fucking Nobby Nobby Boy is just so <laughs> mental. It's like mental in a totally different way. Like, like I can't imagine a, a more, like, opposite feeling <laughs> than going from Nobby Nobby Boy to Super Hexagon. <laughs> one is so stressful and, like, so <laughs> intense. And the other one is just, like, bemusing. Yeah, they're, like... They're probably the two games we recommend if you get a new iPhone. Get both of them. <laughs> right. They're the yin and yang of an <laughs> yeah. iPhone experience. Total uh, experience. Yeah, I don't know. I put it I put it above it. Is that all right? Yeah, it works me fifty two. I like it. <sighs> Nubby, Nubby Nubby I'm, I'm gonna have to go play some Nobby Nobby Boy now. This is incredible. Yep. Nobby Nobby Boy may be the like best game in the lower half of this. Like the best at what it's trying to do. Like what it's trying to do, that. it nails. <laughs> like it does it perfectly but what it's doing it's just not that great it's just it's the like good popo a, and uh, popo and yo has ended up at 61 just to a kind of kind of an att- attrition almost and yeah. like yeah, i like popo and yo like so like there's just not really bar the bottom couple there's not out and out bad games on yeah. this list yet yeah so that last i feel six and let's be honest unreal championship 2 the Liangi conflict <laughs> is is there by default almost we'll have yeah. to I have to crack open that. Oh, I'm just going to get an Xbox. I'm going to order an Xbox or something. Um, but I'm with you. Like, Duck Hunt is, like, superbly overrated. Blood is a fucking mess, which we've recently <laughs> realized. Minesweeper's a fucking app. The Order 1886 is just fucking a really, you know, gorgeous-looking hellscape. And Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 is terrible in Duke Nukem Forever. Well, we had our say on that. But, yeah, there's some good games in there. So, hmm. okay, we'll put it there. 52, Nobby Nobby Boy, is the third and final game we're going to list this week. Um, on a tournament, a tournament, a tournament of life. 71 games, we're now deep. We've got Grim Fandango at number six, almost breaking in the top five. Secret of Monkey Island had a hot minute there in the top ten. It's been pushed out to number 11 now, though. Um, and our favorite uh, fucking anthropomorphic dog-child nightmare space exploration simulator, Nobby Nobby Boy, sitting at number 52. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Much obliged, Thank you. as ever. No problem. Um, Have a good one. What are you, you going to play for the rest of your rest of your week, James? Um, I, you know what? From our conversations, from what we just talked about, I might go back and play Monkey Island Three. Ooh. Uh, actually, play it through. Try and find a version that might be on GOG. Um, yeah. That's the thing. I, I think it's like one of those things where it just sort of disappeared. Um, I, I think it also sort of fell into that weird world where whatever was going on with how they coded and did computer games there, it, it got lost in a sort of like Windows 98 to yeah. Windows XP type of thing and it didn't transfer well. Like like I know Broken Sword 4 really only got like a Steam release and like a sort of probably through DOSBox release 
in the last two years because there's something of the way the shading and things worked when it was made. Right, so I'll and yeah, play you're that. right, actually. Yeah, I've looked it up. It's not on GOG or on yeah. Steam. No, neither it's, three it's, or four. So they might sucks. just be... I wonder, if, I wonder if that's also the licensing or something and it's just lost the time. But Maybe. Um, they have to do some work to get Grim Fandango out again, so yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, so I'll probably... I, I'll try and track that down. Um, I'll probably go to the dark web and find <laughs> find that, sell some bitcoins and buy that. And then, um, yeah, I'll finish Game of Thrones and, of course, Dota 2. How can I ever turn my back on my terrible addiction? Uh, what about yourself, Deno? I hope to start Twilight Princess again for like the fourth or fifth time in my life uh, tomorrow. So I'm trying to get that done before the Switch gets released. Mm. Who knows? Who knows what I'll do? <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I'm going to play some more uh, Horizon probably this week. Uh, mm. But this week's mostly oh, nice. a work week, so probably not too much. Uh, speaking of, I'm not sure. Did I talk about SWAT 4 the last time we did? Yes, yes. I, I did. So. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's my, that was my, uh, you know, abandoned wear enjoyment yeah. from GOG recently. So um, I might play some more of that. But I've been going back to it pretty consistently the past three weeks, which is really fucking weird. I didn't expect that at all. Um, but yeah there you go thank you so much for sending in your uh, games lies at eternaladvise.com you can see the full list on eternaladvise.com thank you so much for watching on YouTube listening in your podcast ear holes we'll be back super soon with the next episode episode 17 make sure you send in those games maybe some easy ones we can rank just like pebble in there so we can continue the drive to 100 Um, but until then uh, we'll see you next time have a great week on a tournament a tournament a tournament goodbye